Servant Leadership Institute. Got a great guest today for our podcast, uh, Devin Dodishka. He's the superintendent of Vista Schools uh, here in town and uh, has uh, known him for a while now, done, done some work for him and his team and uh, have come to appreciate his his heart for education and what he's doing in, in Vista Unified School District. So, Devin, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me yeah, here. It's yeah. a, a real privilege. We, uh, I, I was going to tell folks about your, your musical um, <laughs> ability as well. I've, I've seen Devin. Now, he's the superintendent of schools here in Vista, but we've seen him perform an instrument. What, what instrument do you, do you play? Bass guitar is my bass, best instrument. Bass guitar, yep. yep. And I think I've seen him mm-hmm. perform at, at an event. And I, if I, don't, I don't recall if you had sunglasses on or not at that event. It, I don't know. It was but, a uh, possibility, I, right? I do enjoy... Uh, <laughs> I do enjoy playing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it, they have a lot of fun in the district. So, yes. yeah, yeah. So, how long have you been the superintendent there, Devin? Five years now. Five years. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, just tell us a little bit about getting started there. And I know what thrills us is you you have servant leadership in in your mission of the district and, yeah. and a focus. So, yeah, uh, we'd love to hear about that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you did some work there in the in the district when you first got there. So, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about what what you what you did when you first came in? Yeah, well, Vista's a, just a a fantastic community. Uh, and when I came in as superintendent, uh, I noticed an opportunity to kind of reset uh, what I called the framework for the future. So, uh, spent a lot of time working with the community, uh, students, parents community leaders, staff members, uh, to define our vision, our mission, our values. Uh, from there, define some measurable goals, work on roles and responsibilities, eventually get into a strategic plan. Uh, and so uh, one of the interesting opportunities in that was uh, to think about the values that were uh, articulated and adopted by the school board, mm-hmm. respect, trust, collaboration, uh, and then also to think about how are we seriously going to ensure that those uh, don't just sit on their shelf, that they become part of who we are as a school community. Right. And so uh, we set out to, to really measure respect, trust, collaboration. Uh, we partner with uh, the University of California, San Diego, Mm-hmm. They um, uh, looked at the research. They helped us to develop um, a research-based survey uh, for students and parents and staff members. Uh, and we used that feedback to drive what we do and who we are. Uh, and that really led us in the direction of servant leadership as a, a strategy that uh, we should embrace that fit with the values of the organization uh, and that we thought would help us achieve our vision to be the model of educational excellence and innovation. Yeah. Now, I, I recall, and I think in your survey, didn't you go out to five groups? Didn't you survey just mm-hmm. about everybody at, at different levels? Tell us. Yeah. The people that you that you surveyed. So the 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 research based survey goes to uh, students at the elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, uh, their parents 
classified staff, so custodians, uh, office staff, uh, child nutrition services workers, all the teachers, uh, and then all of the management group. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's fascinating to compare perspectives from different uh, constituencies. Mm -hmm. And uh, in some cases, you know, it's been really validating to see the perspectives. And then in other cases, it's been very humbling and, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, has kept us really grounded in the important relational work that needs to occur when you're trying to build a community and, and serve kids. Yeah, now you learned some things about trust <laughs> in that survey, if I remember correctly, right? We did, yeah. 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 Now, uh, kind of to go back a little bit, actually, uh, trust was the topic of my doctoral dissertation, mm -hmm. trust in social networks uh, and social capital. So as a person I, I and as a, a leader, I have, uh, I'm strongly of the opinion that trust is the foundation of everything that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, it was um, a great, you know, good fortune that the Vista community articulated trust as one of the most important values for the community. Mm -hmm. It resonates with me and aligns with what I believe to be true. And so um, that's been a great opportunity to kind of connect my, my beliefs and passions with what the community wants to see. And, um, it's great when those values align, isn't it? It is. Yes. It yeah. makes the uh, the tough work of leadership a little bit easier when when, when you have that alignment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. I know we we saw uh, the results of of the survey, yes. and uh, that's when we started talking about uh, uh, servant leadership for the district. But yes. um, now you've been at it now for you know mm -hmm. four or five years. Mm -hmm. What has surprised you the most out of, of what you've seen in the transformation process in the district? Hmm. What, 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 what happened that you, that you weren't expecting? Um, that's a really good question. I think um, one of the things that uh, to some degree I, I may have anticipated but probably underestimated is the power of uh, the common language and the common frame mm -hmm. uh, and elevating those values as, as real key priorities mm -hmm. uh, and then seeing how that um, can inspire greatness in, in people uh, and kind of give them permission to, to be their best <clears throat> because they understand the, uh, the broader framework, they understand the 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 core values that need to guide the work mm -hmm. but it also in some ways gives them permission to take some risks right right because exactly. they have clarity of of context mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so uh i knew three years ago when we were seeing pretty dramatic improvements in the survey data that uh, a foundation was being set for some positive outcomes mm -hmm. but i never would have imagined how fast how fast uh, yeah and how how uh big some of those breakthroughs would be yeah it's amazing once once people get on the mm -hmm. on that path that's and right. they go at their speed and most of the time we're not expecting it to go that fast yes yeah that's yeah that's yeah. cool that's slow cool. at first mm -hmm. you know uh, mm -hmm. and and i think the leader has to be patient with that initial stage but once once that foundation is there uh it can move really fast covey talks about the speed of trust exactly and, and so yep. 
we kind of know that as a concept, but when you experience it, it's uh, uh, it can be surprising how powerful it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So we, we've done training for you, yes. uh, and uh, we're still doing some training. I think I'm doing a session next, uh, I think Thursday, I think. Um, and I love coming over the district and working with your folks. Um, yes. how, how have people responded to the investment you've made in them? Uh, it's been very positive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I remember the first time you came in to work with our management team, and uh, I think we had some ideas about what we thought servant leadership might be mm -hmm. uh, and varying levels of knowledge in the group. But I remember one of the, the real strong points of feedback after that first session was how grateful they were just to have time to talk about values like trust and yeah mm -hmm. the importance of compassion and listening and uh just some real in some ways basic things that we we probably don't attend to enough right uh, given the pace of of what we try to achieve as organizations yeah and so i think the feedback has been uh a lot of gratitude for the the space to reflect and talk and connect with one another uh, and uh, so it's been really uh, very positive and, and powerful uh, for our team. And, and we've made sure over the past few years that all uh, managers in the Vista School District, there are about 100 in total. We have about 2,400 employees. Mm -hmm. but all managers have gone through the training. Right. Uh, and then we have a kind of a refresh model every year. And uh, we're now excited to expand that. Mm -hmm. Now that we feel that the leadership team has a really good foundation. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to commend Devin here because he invested uh, in his leaders on, um, on the, uh, not on their time, but on your time. Mm -hmm. And some companies that we deal with, they don't, they don't want to do it on company time. And so I compliment you on, on doing it as part of their job. And I, and I think that probably has made a little bit of a difference in how people view that Yeah. in, in oh, the district. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, not to jump in, but uh, one uh, kind of exciting validation of that, that uh, positive impact would be just looking at turnover. Mm -hmm. So uh, in my first two years as superintendent, uh, I hired 24 principals out of 30 schools. 24 out of 30. So in two years, wow. we had you know, 24 vacancies. In the past two years, we've had a total of two vacancies. Of two. Yeah. So wow. the, 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 the churn in leadership has dramatically dissipated. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I give a lot of credit to the focus on trust, relationships, right. um, and supporting people. Yeah. Now you, you actually use the word servant leadership. We do. And so t tell us a little bit about uh, putting that in there. Did you get any uh, interesting feedback from that or mm -hmm. uh, how people reacted to actually putting the, those words? Yeah. Um, well, one thing I love about Vista and North County San Diego is there is kind of a spirit of servant leadership just in the community. It is, yep. And mm -hmm. so uh, it, it was articulated through a series of community engagements as something that we ought to consider. Uh, and there was strong interest from uh, a lot of our, our team members. 
Uh, and so we put it in our strategic plan. We called it out and said we will commit to be servant leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the general response was uh, excitement and enthusiasm. There were a few people that wondered what exactly did that mean. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the general response was was enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think part of why it's worked well for us is it fits with kind of the community ethic, uh, w which um, is important when you when you're in a role like uh, school superintendent yeah, exactly. and being a, in a public school district. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. And uh, uh, I will share. It. Vista is one of my favorite cities here in North County. I I, I love them because they do mm -hmm. focus on on being a different type of leader, and that's that really does make a difference. Yeah, it, it does, it's, it's especially for kids. Especially for kids, Huge right? Difference. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, share with us a little. I mean, you went from twenty-four down to two. Mm -hmm. um, your other metrics, and maybe I, I don't know what you measure, either yeah. gate, engagement or happiness or something, had yeah. to had to just take off as well. What what's the mood today in the district versus what it was when you first started? Well, uh, the survey data we have shows dramatic improvements from the perspective of students from the perspective of parents, from the perspective of classified staff, from the perspective of teachers, from the perspective of uh, uh, administrators. I mentioned the change in, in turnover for administrators. We also look at employee retention for teachers and uh, classified staff. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, once you take out retirees and what we call non-reelects, people we that have, may have performance challenges, which is a small group, but so of those that, that would be coming back, uh, our most recent teacher data is 98.5% mm -hmm. retention, and for classified, it's above 90%, and uh, kind of the industry average is in the 80s. Wow, wow. So, um, and, and I, I share some of this data because when I talk about the experience of, of coming to one of our schools, people often don't believe me, but as a superintendent, I, I get to visit schools uh, quite a bit, uh, but we have 30 schools, so it takes me a while to get from school to school, and, and I see these huge changes in the, the level of student engagement and in the overall feel at the school, uh, which, which uh, comes from not only the students, but also the staff and the parents mm -hmm. and the community partners. And when I describe it in terms of what you feel when you walk on a campus, often people will say, well, that's just your perspective as a superintendent. So I, I find it's helpful to have the, mm -hmm. the quantitative metrics to say this is not just a, you know, one person's perspective. Exactly. There, there's something to this that's, um, that's significant and real. Uh, and as that climate is changing and the level of engagement is changing, um, we noticed that there's about a year delay for other traditional metrics to improve. Mm -hmm. So when we look at, uh, uh, first we saw improvements in student attendance, improvements in student behavior, and then a little bit more of a delay, and then the academic measures uh, started to go up. So okay. you have to be patient at the beginning uh, to build that foundation, but uh, uh, we now have seen year over year very consistent and um, impressive progress on a lot of those traditional metrics. 
Yeah, I, I can. I, I would imagine that when kids feel like they're part of the community, mm -hmm. right, and and adults extend trust to them and really want to help them, it it yeah, it takes a little while for the kids to really appreciate that somebody's there to help them. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and especially in today's environment, are they really? What do they want to want out of? But um, that's got to be a lot of fun to watch the kids yeah. uh, go through that change. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's humbling to see it as a as a leader. Very gratifying. Yeah. Now I've I've seen you around kids. You're mm -hmm. always smiling. Yes. Um, your your behavior's got to match what you what you talk about. Do you have mm -hmm. any insights for the folks that are listening today on on how to match your behavior with where where you want to go? Well, a, a couple of things that uh, uh, I might suggest. One is. Um, you know, leadership is often, um, there's often a strong focus on communication. What do you communicate as a leader? And uh, I believe that we underestimate the value of the receptive communication. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, you know, one, one thing that has helped me is to be very intentional about listening mm -hmm. uh, to kids and to staff members and to the community um, and uh, taking that input really seriously uh, and then being responsive to that input mm -hmm. so you were you were mentioning how students are maybe a little skeptical at first so mm -hmm. when we did some of the first student forums and we said what can we do to help make the schools better uh, we got some surprising feedback one of the things we heard from our high school students was the quality of the restrooms was was a problem for them. Uh -huh. And this is not something that we as adults would have seen as the biggest problem. Right. But when you listen to the students, it was undeniable that this was a wow. big deal for them. Mm -hmm. So we uh, started fixing restrooms, mm -hmm. going around, painting them, and, and uh, in some cases doing a more significant modernization. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then those students who gave us that input started to have the sense of, wow, when I, when I say something, they listen to it and they actually do something about it, mm -hmm. which empowers more of a conversation. Yeah, it and, does, then, yeah. And I'm using that as just a specific example because it's kind of concrete, uh, but being a good listener and, and actually acting on that input, I think, is really important if you're trying to build trust in a community. You can take all the surveys you want, but if you don't do anything with what you what you've heard, yes. right? Yeah, it, yep. it's just a survey. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One one of the one of my favorite stories about that is uh when I was an elementary school principal, I would survey the kids mm -hmm. and ask them what we could do to improve and you get great responses from kindergarten students, mm -hmm. you know, they'll tell you they want more rainbows at the school or all kinds of great things, but uh, one day uh, they told us they wanted a stripe on the tetherball court. Mm -hmm. And the custodian, for some reason, decided to paint that stripe first thing in the morning when all the parents were arriving at the school and dropping their kids off. Mm -hmm. And this crowd gathered around him as he's painting a stripe on the tetherball uh, court. And they were cheering and high-fiving each other. And it was this massive celebration for a very simple stripe on uh -huh. a tetherball court. But it was, uh, it, 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 those things are powerful. So you know, sometimes we make it too complicated in exactly. leadership. Exactly, right. Uh -huh. and, and we presume that we have to do these really complex things. And, and certainly a lot of what we do is complex. But uh, 
some very simple things that show that you're responsive can uh, can be very important in developing the right kind of culture. It is. A, it, there's a lot of little things that you can do that that will get you a lot more mileage than some of the big things mm -hmm. that may take you a year or so to, to get some results in. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great advice. Mm -hmm. uh, Devin, there's a, there's a flip side for you in, in the education world. You're dealing with um, kids of all ages all the way up through high school mm -hmm. and there's challenges in today's world and you guys have to deal with some um, things that are sometimes sad mm -hmm. um, and I know we've been been through a couple things where you where mm -hmm. we've gone to a session and, and the room just not doesn't have the energy everybody's kind of down and yeah and it took us a little while to figure out that something happened right yes. and and something happened to one of the kids that everybody knows and mm -hmm. um, I would imagine in that servant leadership environment, you have to sometimes put things on hold to help people through those situations. Yeah. Share, share some of your insight when you got to set your plans aside and help people get through the, what we call the unfolding of life's events. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, that's, that's the reality of leadership is you have all kinds of ups and downs mm -hmm. uh, that are uh, part of the complexity of, 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 of moving things forward and knowing when to to push and when to pull and when to, to just pause is uh, uh, really important. Uh, but when you have good relationships with your team, they'll tell you mm -hmm. uh, that uh, there's something else on their mind mm -hmm. that uh, needs to be addressed before they can get into the content. Or yeah, the exactly. Right. And, right. and um, mm -hmm. When you care about each other, you want to make time uh, to deal with those things. And mm -hmm. uh, it's hard because it surfaces a lot of emotion and, and vulnerability, but that's also part of what it takes to, to have trust with each other, mm -hmm. is be willing to be vulnerable. Right. Um, yeah. And so uh, it's, it, it might be might seem more efficient to try to set those things aside and just focus on the task. But I think in the long run, the productivity of the team goes up yeah. uh, when you're real with one another. Yeah, you got to be real transparent, and that's when the real caring comes out, mm -hmm. right? Because you're you are willing to set aside your to-do list for the day and say, you know what, there's something more important today yeah. that we need to take care of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I will also say it's great to have partners. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think back on a day when uh, we were doing a training and a, a student had died. Right. And uh, it was it was tough for us to proceed. But having uh, a partner like you to come in and say, we're here for you, uh, whatever you need, uh, that that helps us tremendously. Yeah. And, and, and for us, um, helping you guys, you know, we don't we just being there, I know helps. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and you don't have to say a lot of things. You just have to have to listen sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's given us a higher sensitivity level so that when we're dealing with with groups that hey they're they're not on like they were the last sessions we had we get to ask that what, what's going on what's yes. and, and we take the time out to talk about what's going on and help them get through that yeah mm -hmm. and that's one thing we've taken away from partnering with you guys that has made us better at what we do mm -hmm. is is we've got to take the time to help people through that and then they're ready for the rest of it right once they get through that they're ready for the rest of it yeah yeah so um what's what's in the future for vista unified school district i mean you've, you've been working hard with 
yeah. what you've been doing. What's what's the next five years look like for Vista Unified? A lot of exciting things on the horizon. Uh, we um, are fortunate. We're uh, one of our high schools was named an XQ Super School. Yep, mm -hmm. came with a ten million dollar award uh, to kind of redesign the American high school. And so Vista High School is is uh, working hard uh, on plans to really think about how to make high school more of an engaging experience, which yeah. is a big challenge, but uh, we're up to the task. So we're really excited about that. That, that was, you won that in 2016? That was uh, fall of 2016. 16, right, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There were 10 schools in the country that were picked. Mm -hmm. uh, something some people don't know is eight of them are charter schools that don't exist. Wow. Only two existing high schools were picked, Vista High School being one of them. Uh, and that's probably an example of one of those things that you just can't anticipate, uh, you know, such a great validation of, of, of mm -hmm. good things. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have um, uh, a really ambitious personalized learning effort. Uh, helping students to be drivers of their learning instead of just receiving knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that is really empowering our kids to um, to make a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's really exciting. Uh, so a lot of positive things on the horizon and, and a great team in place. Cool. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it's neat to be a part of. Yeah, exactly. Now we have a, a university in town, yes. uh, uh, Cal State San Marcos. Um, do you interface with uh, with the president over there at all, and and do you guys collaborate to help kids uh, yeah. advance in their education? Yeah. So another great thing about this region is uh, that spirit of collaboration is uh, strong mm -hmm. with uh, the higher education community. So we have a, a wonderful partnership with uh, Cal State San Marcos uh, through the leadership of the president Karen Haynes. Yep. We actually have uh, a guaranteed admissions agreement. Mm -hmm. So any graduate from a VISTA school that meets certain conditions uh, is automatically admitted to Cal State San right. Marcos, yep. which is really a, a wonderful opportunity. Uh, we are also now working very closely with Palomar College, mm -hmm. uh, and they have uh, included us in, in what they call the Palomar Promise, which will open doors for many students to go to Palomar College, which is great. Uh, and we are very close to being able to announce uh, an agreement uh, where professors from uh, Palomar will uh, teach on our high school campuses mm -hmm. so that students can get dual credit uh, and get a head start on college. So mm -hmm. uh, great partnerships. Uh, we're seeing the number or the, the percentage of students that uh, want to go to college go up year go up. after year. That's fantastic. And. Uh, we had a record number of applications to Cal State San Marcos this year, mm -hmm. so we're really proud of that. I will say that um, we also really believe in uh, college and career. Mm -hmm. So uh, our career technical education courses uh, also have increasing participation, and we have worked hard to realign the curriculum so that if you are taking an agriculture class, for example, or a culinary class, you're still on a college path. Mm -hmm, right. And so uh, we want our students to have a lot of experiences with the world of work. Mm -hmm. uh, we have an exciting new project uh, bringing middle school students out to the major employers 
uh, InVista. Oh, great. Datron is uh-huh. one of them. Yep. We just had some middle school we did. students yeah, do, we a, did. do yeah. a tour in, in this room. We, we, yeah, we had a chance to chat with them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, what we want to do with our uh, younger students is, is give them a sense of possibility mm-hmm. so they understand why they might need to go to Palomar or go to Cal State San Marcos so that they can pursue their dreams. And uh, it's been wonderful to see the the business community also highly supportive of, of yeah, these efforts. Yeah, yeah. I know um, uh, President uh, Karen Hayes, I think last year, uh, told us that uh, the freshman class had almost 50% of the freshman class mm-hmm. were uh, ones that were attending uh, the unit college for the first time in their family's history. Yes. So they were leading their families into into a new new way of, of getting into higher education and mm-hmm. and those kind of stats just you know just thrills us it, it's neat to see the community come together Agreed. for the betterment of kids yeah yeah Agreed. so um devin as we wrap up a little bit you have any any uh words of wisdom you'd, you'd like to leave with the group no just uh gratitude grateful mm-hmm. to be here grateful for your uh support uh your community leadership you set a great example for the rest of us so privilege to be here thank, thank you. you yeah well we love as you know we love giving back and uh for we try and, and uh explain to leaders wherever you do business in whatever community community you're in mm-hmm. you it's not it's a responsibility to give back to the community that that's helped you be successful so guys don't forget that because when people come together it really makes a big big difference so uh, mm-hmm. dr devin Vadushka, thank you for being with us today um yeah. We love being your partner. Uh, you. Can't wait to see what else the district does and see how your plans come together. So thanks for joining us today Thank uh, you. on the SLI Podcast. Really appreciate it. All right. Yeah, great, great. Thanks. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this conversation, and we encourage you to learn more about servant leadership and the services of the Servant Leadership Institute by visiting our website, www.servantleadershipinstitute.com. We're excited to announce the release of our latest publication, The Servant Leadership Journal, an 18-week journey to transform you and your organization, written by our founder and CEO, Art Barter. The book is available now on Amazon or our website. And save the date for our 2018 Servant Leadership Conference, February 19th and 20th in San Diego, California. Thanks for listening and allowing us to add value to your day.